through the generations, from the baby boomers to Gen X to Gen Y. It's time to take a leap into the mind of today's youth with What's Making News with Gen Z. And we welcome once again for our Thursday, Elizabeth Blacksland with What's Making News with Gen Z. Good morning, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you, Tracy? Fabulous. That's even better. <laughs> I like that on this rainy, rainy Thursday. You're fabulous. Yes, I'm trying to not let the weather get me down. No. Stay positive. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Now, on the positive, there's another Marvel movie in the cinemas. I know. People are probably thinking, shit, this girl talks about Marvel movies every two weeks. How are there more? <laughs> That's because um, there's so much happening. I know, yes, no, but this is actually the first actual Marvel film that we've had since December, so it has been a little while since we've actually gotten a movie from them, so it's quite exciting. Um, but yes, today, out in cinemas, we've got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I'm so excited. Now, when does this take place? Is it after the Spider-Man's latest movie? Is that, the, is that our time frame of when we kick yeah. in? Yep, so we're continuing on this kind of like time frame. If you've seen the latest Spider-Man movie, I would recommend that you definitely have mm. to see that before you watch this. Um, it's interesting. The reviews are coming out and people are loving it. They're saying that it's, it's taken a new kind of more horror direction than we've seen in a lot of previous MCU movies, which I'm quite excited mm. about. Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. Uh, but, you know, this has been so long awaited for you know that people have been waiting for the for the doctor strange one for so long it feels like forever since we've been waiting for it obviously you haven't seen it yet but uh what's the acting like is he uh is he as exceptional as always I mean, I would hope so. I do love Benedict Cumberbatch. He was, for people who have seen the first Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange movie, it's great. Um, and he's great in all the other, you know, Avengers um, movies and things that he's into. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very excited about it. But something interesting that people have been talking about is they've kind of been comparing it so far to Avengers Endgame. So if people had seen that one, it was kind of the big final Avengers mm. movie. Um, and it doesn't really stand as a standalone movie. You kind of need to have um, the back history of all the other Avengers and Marvel movies to understand it. People are saying this is very, very similar. You need to have um, that knowledge of the new characters that have come out in the TV series recently um, and also the, the recent movies, so like the Spider-Man movie. Mm, okay, right. So, so are you telling me that I do have to watch Loki and all of the other TV series that I haven't caught up on yet? I think people are saying the most important ones are WandaVision yeah. and the What If series, which is actually the, the animated short series that oh, they did. No. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm sure if you do, um, if people don't want to sit down and watch the series before they go and see the movie, I'm sure you can find some recaps um, on YouTube. Oh, um, I hope so. But with, yeah, we've heard rumours of particular characters that are popping up and there might be a little bit of confusion if you're not super familiar with who these people are and where okay. they fit in the MCU. Okay, not a problem. If you're heading along to see Doctor Strange, make sure you know what the background story is. Now, Elizabeth, the big conversation that I've been having over the last uh, couple of weeks is really the Americanisation of, uh, of our election. People seem to have this opinion, you know, am I voting for ScoMo or am I voting for Albanese? People don't realise that, that you don't actually vote for them unless you, you live in their electorates. How are you finding your generation is, uh, is grasping this election? 
Yeah, I think, unfortunately, like a lot of elements in our life, there are things that have been extremely Americanized, um, And that's something that, you know, I think particularly the younger generation have been trying to move away from. Um, we've got a bit of a chokehold, not that's a horrible term to use, a bit of a better grasp um, on, you know, things like the fashion industry and the music industry and stuff. And there's a lot of um, Australian artists that are starting to kind of creep into those things, which is, you know, creating less of this Americanization that we've had to deal with for a while. But it is definitely something that's still influencing um, people's political understandings. And our political system is very, very different to theirs. (laughs) Oh, extremely. And if you haven't been taught it in school, if you don't understand that we operate under the Westminster system, we don't popularly elect our uh, our head of state. Well, it's not a head of state, but we don't popularly elect our, our PM. Unless you, if you're going into that ballot box, you're going to have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, people probably think, oh, we have elections all the time, but they might not necessarily know what they mean. So we've also always got our local fed, uh state and then federal elections mm-hmm. and the one that's coming up is the federal election um, and they might be some younger people who are maybe voting for the first time might be a little bit confused when they go in and they don't see that it says you know Scott Morrison or Anthony Albanese mm-hmm. because they haven't really been taught that you know as you said unless you live in the electorate that those people mm-hmm. represent that's not who you're voting for um, and I think it's it's super important to um, do a little bit of research. It's really easy to find lists of the different candidates um, for your electorate, um, particularly places like the ABC. They provide that information mm. for you um, and just get a really good understanding of who you're actually going to see on that ballot when you, when you go in to vote on the 21st. Now, we're also seeing a big change in social media at the moment. Um, obviously, Elon Musk has purchased Twitter in the last uh, last week. What's going on on social media at the moment? Are, uh, I mean, I know that your generation isn't tra- you know, traditionally on Twitter, but is there a change going on at the moment? Are you, are you seeing some people moving from, from different platforms because of who owns them or who's involved in it or the direction that they're having? Are you finding that at all? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think this is something that's been happening for a really long time. Personally, I've been on Twitter for a very, very long time. Um, I was on it before Dad was. Um, it was well very done. In, <laughs> I know. Um, it was very big with like fandoms. So um, back in, you know, 2013, 2014, 2015, that was where you got all of your like fan information about mm. what was happening with the people that you were following. Um, similarly, Tumblr as well. Um, and something, you know, that there people are seeing patterns with um, Twitter being purchased with what happened with Tumblr, which was super sad. So back in 2013, it was sold for $1.1 billion to Yahoo. um, And they started to make changes, which just completely put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. It was extremely popular with a lot of Gen Z um, people. It was a place where they could post anonymously about how they were feeling, the thoughts that they had, and, you know, find people of of like mind. Um, And it was sold three times after that as well. And since then, it's just gone completely downhill and has just kind of lost that um, same energy that it had because these companies want to, you know, bring in different censorship laws and um, monetization to make money off these platforms. And it just it just doesn't work most of the time. No, it doesn't. If you've got a groundswell of support, don't stuff it up. Don't stuff it up. And I must admit, if, if I see... If I see Mr. Trump back on there, I'm gone. That's you know, that. That's where I'm sitting on Twitter at the moment. I'm I'm staying there. I use it a lot, as you say. You know, I've used it for news for so many, so many years. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to cope with it being uh, filled with right wing crap. I just uh, that's not the way to go. Now, lovely, what have you got with new music this week? 
Um, so we've got some fabulous new music from Sam Smith, who is a musician out of the UK who's been around for a very long time. Um, this is their first release since their album was dropped in 2020, so that was Love Goes. So this is we've waited a little while for the music mm. from Sam, and so we've got a really nice song. People who are familiar with their their voice, it's they have an incredible voice, really beautiful and angelic. Um, and we've got the new song called Love Me More. Fantastic! Thank you so much for your time. Try and stay dry, and we'll catch up with you next week. Of course, have a great week. Tracy. You too. Thanks, Elizabeth. Bye. That is Elizabeth Blackslam with What's Making News with Gen Z, and this is Sam Smith and Love Me More. And I am going to be slightly late with the news. My apologies, but this is such a beautiful song. I think we need to hear it. Have you ever felt like being somebody else? Newcastle in the Morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you. The local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Joined by Michael Blacksland and covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the Morning. Weekdays from 9 till midday, only on Newcastle Live.